Hello, this is Shirley Smith with Bridge the Gap. Today I have a special guest, Stacy Asinabe. She is a songwriter. She's also a singer, a musician, and a playwright. You can hear her singing Silent Night in the background right now. We are going to talk about mind, body, spirit, and soul, and how we are all surviving the time of COVID in the United States. Also, how we're surviving injustices and marches, and even the division that is found within the country at this time. So we all have found ways to improve ourselves in order to build relationships. Because with Bridging the Gap, we want to build relationships, not divide us. So hang in here with me. I think you will enjoy hearing from Stacy today. We'll see you in a few minutes. Hello, this is Shirley Smith with Bridge the Gap, and today I have a special guest. Her name is Stacy Asia Bay. Is that am I pronouncing it right? Yeah, Asia Bay. Okay, Asia Bay, and so she's a singer, a songwriter, and a musician, and a playwright. And so, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. I'm so honored to be here, and I look forward to discussing a lot with you. Okay, well, we're glad to have you. Now, with uh, Bridge the Gap, we talk about how we can improve ourselves, our mind, our body, spirit, and soul. And so we will get into some of that. But before we do all of that, just tell us a little bit about your journey so far. I know that you're a Fuller graduate student working on your Master's of Divinity. So how did you get from songwriter to Fuller? Uh-oh. <laughs> but you know what? It's truthfully the church that I grew up in. It was a long, long dirt road. And okay. And the clay and red dirt. And when it rains, sometimes the cars will get stuck in the mud going down oh, and out. I understand. I, I grew up in Mississippi. <laughs> yes. But I'm from a church-going family. Okay. I grew up in a family church of singers. Oh. So my entire family sang. My parents were in a singing group, oh. a traveling. us to do it, but I believe that <laughs> upbringing, <laughs> and it's just like in my bones, um, I continue to do it today is something I can't get away from, but I love it. I you love it now. I love singing. I love the Lord. So to mix the two, it's just a, a great marriage. Okay. Okay. And so any particular denominations, yeah. I see that you have uh, performed at many churches, I guess in Alabama. Oh, Yeah. Well, I grew up Baptist, okay. Baptist church. Okay. Um, I can identify. at a very early age. Um, okay. But to my family, my dad played the piano and guitars, oh, and it was over okay. the choir. 
ministry and um, my aunt was always into the plays and the poems and things that you would do during those special occasions. So I think from there I developed a love for um, the arts beyond just singing. So um, I didn't realize until really I started looking back into being able to present beyond just regular spoken speech. Okay. And uh, that's why, too, even this interview is a little tad bit intimidating because as being the artist, with words, sometimes with what I want to say, it, I can't express it well enough with words. I want to write a song or, or a poem about it or okay. a play to describe that thought or that idea. Okay. So, uh, well, we'll you see have, how this goes. You have much opportunity to do those poems and writings when you get into some of the integrated studies classes. So. <laughs> But anyway, I do want to know this then, you know, based upon some of the things that we're going through here currently in the United States, we have just a few things going on like the virus, we have some division within the country because of the election, Uh, we are still marching in some states uh, based upon what is going on at the time. Uh, We have a few things going on. So how is all of this, how are you treating yourself with all of this? How are you dealing with it? Like, are you doing things to satisfy your mind or expand your thinking, travel, education? What, what are you doing um, to, to help in that area? Right. A little bit of it all. For starters, um, because music, as with Ben, is very important to us now, as my husband plays instruments and my son. So music is not only a way to connect with God through worship, but it's okay. it's like therapy. Um, yes. You get lost yes. in what all else is happening yes. around. So I'm able to be in the moment with the song, sitting at the piano. Um, before I know it, sometimes tears are streaming down my face. Oh, it's like, okay. Ooh, what just happened here? in this moment but um music is uh yeah it speaks through me and like I was saying before I have to to write whether it's a poem I was explaining to a young lady the other day I was like um you know I feel blessed to be privileged to be it's almost as if um God allows time to just slow down so I can capture um a moment this is like it everything gets sort of still where I'm appreciating things that perhaps I didn't appreciate five minutes before and I'm able to either put it in song form or um, a poem to express it because to just say it was this or that is is not enough. So those sort of things um, keep me sane, (laughs) keep me calm, keep me peaceful. I actually started hiking in the morning just for my physical health and mental health and it's time to connect with nature, there's um, <clears throat> some mountains and some hills near where I live, so it's just beautiful. So that yes. alone yes. makes you escape from what's happening in the news, in the media, with COVID, and um, just you know keeps me again sane. And I know that I'm safe with God because when I'm out there in those moments, it's like I I hear His voice. He's communicated with me. So even when I may say I don't want to exercise, I know that I'm going to benefit greatly from it. Okay. Okay. And so it sounds like you're working a lot on, you know, especially the physical things because that carries over to mental and everything else. And as far as spiritual, I think what I'm, the direction I heard you going, you talked about being out there in the mountains. 
I think I also heard a sense from you. There's a sense of gratitude that you seem to have. Is there a story behind why the gratitude? You know, whew, I'll try not to cry here, but if I do, hey, guess what happens? Um, previously, I was talking you about the dirt roads and there's something about the dirt roads when I'm walking on them I think they they remind me of um, very humble beginnings and and I tear up too because I think about my aunt who recently passed and I traveled back to Alabama and there are plenty of dirt roads in the area where she lived but when I walk on the earth and, you know, those rocks are crumbling under my feet, I'm reminded of, you know, my childhood. And at times where I did not see myself as a person I see now in terms of being wonderfully and fearfully made and knowing that I had a voice, whether my voice sounded different from someone else. And I'm not talking about a sinking voice, but just, um, just the special personality God puts in you and um, the way you see things may be different from someone else, but because it's different from the norm, feeling as if something is off with that. So when I'm walking those paths, it's, it's a reminder that I am that same person, but thank God that I can see who I am in Him now. And it gives me peace, it gives me joy, it gives me hope for the new things that I'm taking on, such as you know, graduate studies and stepping outside of my comfort zone and being pulled higher to greater um, that he whispered to my ear years ago. I feel like that was the first time I really, you know, you hear folks speak of the voice of God, but I really heard him speak through me. It was a, in a Bible study in that little church, and um, it was a scripture where um, this was about doing greater, that you will do even greater than these things if you believe. And I can remember sort of thinking, hmm, I could do greater? Uh, me? <laughs> do greater? And it's like, I said, yeah, you. And that just, that continues to play in my ear when I go through different seasons or when I'm called out of what I already know into something um, bigger or greater. It's like God is saying to me, yeah, you, you. Yes, it's it's amazing. Um, And when you talk about the rock roads, uh, we used to live on a rock road in Mississippi. My grandfather used to own a cotton field. And I remember, sillily, (laughs) I said, I want to pick cotton. (laughs) You know, sometimes we just don't know better. Uh, And and so... So he's like, but you're too young. You're too young. So he would make me this little baby sack. <laughs> and I would go out there and I would have it filled. And I would be thinking, oh, I have a, a full, you know, bag of cotton. Didn't even weigh. Uh, <laughs> so he would give me some change. <laughs> Thank you. And so what he decided to do, he said, okay, you're going to start taking water to the field. So I would have this big bucket of water about this big. It was almost as big as I was. And I remember struggling down that hot road carrying that water. And it was just one dipper in the water pail. And when I would get there and hear adult women that I knew were picking cotton, and I get emotional, and I will never forget looking at them And I remember seeing their feet, and some of them were bare feet, 
some were in shoes that were all torn and they would just say thank you baby this is so good and I would just and they're the same dipper here goes to the next one thank you baby this is so good I will never ever ever forget that and, and so I heard that gratitude in your voice. I said, okay, I don't know what it is, but I know what it is for me. And so to see what he has now done, meaning God, I would have never have dreamed of the places, the things, the people, you know, the, all of this that has happened over the years. And so just like you said with your scripture, you're going to do greater things. And sometimes we wonder, how in the world is that going to happen? Right. But God is so faithful and awesome. And he had to have known she will always remember the faces of these people. From, right. from a little girl to now, I still remember. And when I think back over that, I, I was telling my sons the other day, I said, what are you guys doing? And they said, oh, we're just walking, he and his wife. We're just going for a walk. And then his wife said, but I gotta go back to a, a, a telephone conference in a few minutes. I have to end my walk. I said, isn't that horrible? Somebody <laughs> is sending you a paycheck while you're out walking and now you're gonna go in and do a conference call in your house. So I said, isn't that horrible? And so I told them <clears throat> the story about the people picking cotton. This was the only job they had. And I am grateful of the blessings that my grandfather set up for generations by providing work for people who had nowhere else to go. And so now when I look back on that, as I tell them, look at what the Lord is doing now. That's right, that's right. It is so different. You don't even have to go to your office. You can sit in your house and get on your phone and talk to whoever and get things done yes. anywhere in the world. It's not limited to California. It's not limited to the United States. It is the whole world. You have a chance to change your environment and the world from your house, not even going outside. And so that's, right. so that's the gratitude <laughs> that I have found. Yes. And when I think of that, I mean, I do, I have to cry. And just yeah. think about this, whoever would have thought. But then I also think of that scripture that says, no eye has seen or ears have heard what the Lord has in store for you. That's right. So that's I'll right. let you go from there because I'm going to take off on testimony if I don't. <laughs> but so... Yeah. What kinds of things? And, you know, it has also provided me an opportunity just to really look at, at my needs and the needs of my family. Because I was very ministry focused mm -hmm. and anything I set out to do, it's like, you know, you're going to get the just, best. I understand. Um, but what I found out over the years, it, ministry, ministry, how can I make this better? How can I keep them engaged and, or, you know, grow the ministry? It was it was that all the time. And mm -hmm. I didn't realize it was all the time you know my husband would say from time to time like you got to take a break for it but I'm like I'm taking a break but you know I'm still thinking about how to strategize to do this and the other um but when I decided to move forward beyond the position during a pandemic mind you um 
many times I was like, Lord, are you sure that this is the job? <laughs> um, I vacillated with that. It's like, are you going to trust me completely? So I am walking the walk of faith in trusting God as provider, trusting God at, that I know his voice and um, that I'm being obedient to what he's saying for me to do. So it has caused me to really look at what does God want me to do? So what do I need here? Uh-huh. Or what do I need to to know and the needs of my, my family and being more relaxed and not anxious about, you know, the next thing or the next event, the next concert or whatever. Because there's some days I'm like, wow, this is beautiful. And I'm not <laughs> trying to manage all of these people. Um which was happening at the beginning beginning of the, the pandemic. It was, you know, video conferencing, trying to make sure each week that keeping folks engaged, even though we weren't meeting in person. And um, even also that care of feeling somehow like I had abandoned them by leaving because it was a love that I, that I had. I didn't leave because I didn't love anyone, but you know, God was calling me to something different and uh, I, I had to move, but, um, to my focus on the family. I believe we're more organized here, that we're more peaceful. We're connecting more on a deeper level and giving each other quality time and not just, you know, what's left over at the end of the day. Okay. And that's very significant, I think. Uh, When I think about America is the number one economic power on the earth right now. And so the thing is, is that we've gotten there for a reason. We've gotten there by the backs of slaves, for one thing. We'll just throw that in there. But then on top of that, we've gotten there through a greed for wanting to have more and more and more. Uh, And so at a point, it's almost like God has called a Sabbath. It's like, you have not done this. You have worked day in and day out. You have not given me adequate time. And so here, I'm giving you a chance to make it up. So we can not only make it up with him, but with our family. Uh, I think uh, I certainly don't take my sons, because I just have sons now, my parents. And Uh I talked about my siblings have passed away. Mm -hmm. And so with my sons, I appreciate every moment I have an opportunity to talk with them. And so sometimes we will sneak (laughs) and do a get together, (laughs) you know, and have dinner like for the holidays, but we'll go out in the backyard with our mask on and bring our plates out there, you know, just so we can get together because uh, times are really different now. Uh, I do believe like in the time of the Israelites, everyone had to go in when the death angel was passing. It didn't matter how well you knew God. You had to be behind the door with the blood on your door. Right. And the death angel passed by. So we have to wear our mask, go in our house, Mm -hmm. sit down. (laughs) Exactly. Worship. (laughs) Wake up on the Lord until we can come out and things are safe. And so, you know, it's really interesting because I really feel like even though this is not the best season, I guess, we've had in the United States, but it is a time that it appears that God is allowing us to adjust ourselves and maybe think about, are we doing church properly? Are we giving Him enough attention? 
are we actually taking a Sabbath to take care of our physical health? Right. You know, what, what are we doing? And then it also gives us an opportunity to ask God, what is your mission right now? What are you doing on the earth? And based on my background and my experiences, what are you calling me to do? Yes. And let me be yes. quiet enough so that I can actually hear and go that direction. And I think the direction that he's giving us, we're just learning it every day and preparing for it every day. And so you're now working on your Masters of Divinity. You have been singing. You already got that down pack. It sounds like you play musical instruments. What instruments do you play? I, my main instrument is the piano, but I can play the guitar as okay. well. My son has a ukulele, so every now and then I'll pick it up. Okay. <laughs> So um, that gift, yes, does so your son as well? Here. Oh, I was about to say, does your son play? Oh. plays the bass. <laughs> okay, okay, so you got a whole family group there. Yes, and this, with being online, you know, we've had to come up with creative ways of, of presenting music, yes, videos like the one you saw, but um, also I'm able to do that for churches, so I can record some videos so they can play for their morning services or okay. whatever services they have, so, and we don't have to leave the house. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. that sounds good, and, and so now mm-hmm. churches, everybody's on Zoom just about, some people are still meeting. Oh, yeah, for the most but, yeah. part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this is really really good I'm just looking to see what other notes that I had jotted down for myself here Uh, how are you how do you feel you're expanding your thinking when it comes to building relationships across people of all nations what are you what are you doing there to kind of expand your thinking maybe to prepare just to know how to better build relationships because we are going through division right now and sometimes it's more (laughs) difficult to talk to some people than it is others but are you? Are there I, some things I, that you're you feel is helping you to kind of bridge gaps in that area? You know, I have a, a funny, funny story. Um, my son's birthday this year, and my husband had invited our previous neighbors, and um, they were, you know, Caucasian couple and um, really friendly people. But he invited them, and I didn't know. And I was sort of like, why did you invite them on his birthday? And, but when they came, we ended up having these talks about, you know, what was happening in the church and with COVID and race okay. matters. And then I felt bad that I, <laughs> that I thought that way. Like, why are they coming over? But it was okay. a really good talk because not only did I have an opportunity to share with someone else how I felt, you know, as okay. a brown-skinned woman, okay. um, but they were also sharing some things how they felt that I wasn't aware of. You know, okay. if you felt, if you sat on the bench with someone going to come and attack you. And I was like, oh, really? You, you feel that way? You know, I was surprised by some of the comments. And, but we were just sort of talking about stepping outside of our comfort zones. Mm-hmm. And I realized I have to do that even in my own mind. Because um, living in a neighborhood that doesn't necessarily look like me, sometimes I know I would hesitate. It's like, okay, do they look like they're going to speak? Or no, but to just kind of shut that down and say, hey, Stacy, you make the first step. Yes, Like, yes. you don't have to wait for someone to give you a smile or look up if they don't speak. That's their issue. 
But, you know, starting with small steps like that and having conversations with, um, you know, people who don't necessarily look like me. I think I've always kind of desired that, Mm -hmm. but I did not get enough outside of my comfort zone um, to really do that, to... You know, I was always in my own church or my own home with my own friends. Um, there were very few places besides we were going somewhere to sing, but it was sort of limited. We were going to sing and then go home. It left little room for true conversation. Okay. So even with Fuller and all the meetings we've had this week, uh-huh. they've been so really good because, um, you know, we've had some talks like uh-huh. that. And I'm like, wow, we're talking this open with strangers. I think it, <laughs> it's been great. <laughs> So you're referring to the affinity. You're talking about our affinity group. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's very nice because we we did not have that. I graduated in 2015, and we did not have that. Uh, As a matter of fact, Fuller has changed uh, actually quite a bit with the staff and so forth. Uh, I think it was just time. It was time. And so this affinity group is very new. So this just really started. I don't know how how long have you been there now? Just is it just a quarter or two or? No, I, my first quarter is January. Okay. Like I'm new, new. Oh, new. okay. So you haven't really gotten started all together. That's great. Yes, you'll have to bring me back in you know in, in six months or so to see what I say. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 still a majority, uh, you know, environment. Uh, but I think uh, right. coming out of Alabama, you may may have been, well, I was a part of Freedom of Choice in Mississippi, so I'm accustomed to being, really? you know, one of the few. And so it's just mm-hmm. something that has been a part of my life, you know, anywhere from there to school at Mississippi State uh, to, right. uh, you know, to right. corporate America, which I spent about 15 years in. Uh, and so it's, it, but but I now recognize what God was doing. So even though I joke with people and say, why was I the sacrificial lamb from my family? Because I had two, a brother and a sister that was older than me. But then I think what we assumed is that the younger children wouldn't be treated as badly as they say teenagers would be. So my parents didn't require that my sister and brother go until we fully integrated. But I went with freedom of choice and so I had to face that situation where, you know, I was used to raising my hand and answering questions and, you know, being Miss Smarty. And uh, (laughs) I got over to the the predominantly white schools and they wouldn't call on me. And so I would raise my hand. And so I remember, I'll never forget this, I think the second year I was there, there was one other black student in the class with me. And I was raising my hand still. I didn't learn the first year. So it's like, oh, I'm still raising my hand, trying to answer a question. And don't let my hand be the only one up. They will never call on me. Uh-oh. Because you cannot <laughs> right. know. Didn't see it. You cannot know more than the other children. So mm-hmm. uh, I'll never forget this, but the black girl looked at me and she said, when are you going to get it? They're not going to call on you. <laughs> looked at her like really (laughs) (laughs) so you know it it was very interesting Um, and so now uh, I now know why I had to get become accustomed to being the only one sometime Mm -hmm. and so those that type of environment I've been in most of my life 
uh, to the point of, I guess, in corporate America, you don't necessarily see yourself. And then I even traveled out of the country to many countries, and you certainly, <laughs> I didn't see myself in those meetings either, not even right. women. Right. And so when I got to Fuller, we were actually in classrooms then. Uh, and so I remember a man saying something to the point of, well, there are not many women here. And I turned and looked around and said, oh, I didn't notice that. And he's like, how could you not notice? You've been in most of my right. classes. But I was accustomed right. to being by myself. I, it was, mm-hmm. it became a skill set. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, things like that, I found out that now we need that. We need somebody that can bridge the gap, somebody that can connect the different races and people. Um, I learned to respect, especially traveling out of the country, I learned to respect everybody, Mm -hmm. uh, regardless of their religion, regardless of their color, regardless of anything. You respect the human beings. They were all made by God. Uh, And so, you know, I look at life in that manner. And just what you were saying about, you know, the couple coming to your house, and even though you were just planning to have an intimate family, you know, get together for your son's birthday. But design, I just feel it's a design by God. Like, okay, it's time to start getting to know. Everybody needs to get to know each other, you know. And the group I just left, which was a race and reconciliation group, that group, at least one of the people in that group, was the rector of an Episcopal church. And I found out after I spoke at the church two Sundays ago, first African American to speak in that church was built in 1861. Wow. Uh, so God is doing some things. I think He's pulling yes. people together. And so sometimes I really do believe that in the South, we had a greater opportunity, even though it wasn't fun, to get to know different races than, say, West Coast or even the North. Uh, Because as I got older, got married, we moved to Illinois, they were just integrating schools in Chicago when we moved to Illinois. And I had graduated from college then. So (laughs) I'm like, what's going on? So Mississippi in the South was a little bit ahead because at the time we thought, well, you know, things are really rough in the South. So the United States felt like we need to take care of that. So now I really do, when I look back over things and look back over my experiences, I find out, okay, God, in this time, in this season, I think this is what you were preparing me for. So I don't have a problem with being in groups that don't look like me to talk about this is how we need to build our relationship. We have got to learn to respect each other. You know, we, yes. that's something yes. it's a necessary. It, we, can't do, we can't do disrespect anymore. It's right. just, we right. can't do it. <laughs> We're I tired. <laughs> it's I, that, I um, the song, um, Take My Hand, Precious Lord. Yeah, we used to sing that all the time in every church I ever been in. (laughs) And I decided, as a part of our uh, devotion, I had to do devotion for this group one day, and I decided I'm gonna do just read the words of Precious Lord, take my hand, and say how I really think we felt as African Americans. And I end up crying profusely, (laughs) like, oh God, that is not what I expected. 
But when the word says, I am tired, I am weak, mm-hmm. and in that particular one, it says, I am alone, as in alone. Mm-hmm. And I thought about all those times and places where I had to do it by myself, you know, just mm-hmm. go in and regardless of how people treated me, looked at me, talked to me, mm-hmm. whatever, I still had to do it. And so right. when, I, when I look back on all of that, I'm so grateful. Because I feel yes. like God had my back. And, yes. and, and that, I think, if we as African Americans can explain that, the difference that it would make in relationship building in America should yes. be phenomenal. Because when you think back to where, I mean, all the way to the, the cotton fields, to China, to, you know, Paris, right. you know, yes. you, when you think yes. back, I mean, it's like, oh my God. And I even think of um, times when planes tried to fall and <laughs> pilot didn't know what was going on. And I just right. felt God saying, this is where your faith is going to pay off. I'm like, oh my God. You know, you don't, you don't have time to scream. It's like, no, screaming right. is the last thing we're going to worry about here today. Uh, <laughs> we're just going to pray. Right. Okay. Right. We need the, the yeah. pilot to be more skilled than he's ever been. You know, you get that prayer out there. Plane straightens up. Pilot never knew what happened. Right. Wow. Wow. God is awesome. He is awesome. And so. He is. As I think about mind, body, and spirit, I think we've talked about spirit. Now, soul. (laughs) Soul is that joy and that gratitude is what I think of. I think of uh, just the peace that you feel deep down, the love that you feel, the kindness that you feel, the inspiration that you feel. Absolutely. Who would you say would be a mentor for you? when it comes to the soul that you have developed within you? Any particular I, people stand out? Any? Yeah, no, I cannot name a person. Okay, okay. I cannot name a person. And, and really, and you ask me this question, you know, I'll hear people saying they have this mentor and that, that mentor. I'm like, Lord, I don't have a mentor. Okay. Like, God has been my, my mentor. And I think that's part two of why I am enrolling in seminary so that I can be mentored so that I can be you know poured into because when you two are young and gifted you get Uh used at that you know this adult almost level right away so I've been doing it for so long but Mm -hmm. operating on what I know and obviously maturing and growing and talking with God so I can't name a person beyond the Holy Spirit. Oh, good, good. Right. Scripture yeah. said the Holy Spirit but, is I mean, the best I teacher. I value that just when we first met with the women of color, let's just that small talk. I was just like chewing it up and eating it up. I love it so much because it's not something that I get often okay. from someone else. So in all of these talks, I almost want to cry. I feel like such a nerd or something because I'm just like, oh, yes. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to hear. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, I know there is someone mentioned, and I don't, I I missed that totally, but was it Dr. Lee or Cindy Lee or something that had a, um, oh, what was it? It was some type of class, I guess, that they were talking about when I logged in, so I missed whatever it was, but... 
I did send a message to Brenda, uh, what is her name, Birdstrom, and asked her who, and she said it was Cindy Lee, I think, Dr. Cindy Lee. So okay, to, the one about mystics? Yes, yes. Did you attend that okay. session? I didn't. I oh, didn't did? because it was something when I went and looked at the dates, it was something I couldn't make. Okay, okay. And see, I didn't even notice uh, the invitation, so I said I'll have to call her and see what that's about. Okay. But yeah, I okay. didn't even realize that we had so many, many women of color at Fuller. So that is a, the whole the whole group is like a surprise, you know. And and I think that doesn't include everyone because just recently uh, I'm doing next quarter coming. We're already talking to the professor about uh, the spiritual formation groups. And so okay. um, I, one of the team leaders that I have this time uh, is a woman of color as well, so I've never met her before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh. it's, it's really, really interesting. I think when you start taking some of the integrated studies classes, which is about four of them, it's practices of community, practices of um, missions, practices of worship and and practices okay, of vocation yeah, I remember seeing those, yes. So yeah, so those four classes, if you take any of those, you will have what we call synchronous meetings. So it's just like what we're doing now. You'll have Zoom. Okay. And it will be live and so we'll break you up into smaller groups. So groups uh-huh. of, you know, like I think we try to max it out at seven per group. Okay, so there may be right. four different groups, but then, you know, I usually do two groups and then somebody does one or two of the others. So, oh, okay. uh, but yeah, so it should be an interesting time for you. It's a time yeah. that we uh, allow you to do things like the, talk about the importance of solitude, talk about the importance of being silenced before God and hearing. Uh, so Sabbath how important that is to observe Sabbath because if God rests, how much more do we need to rest? Right. So, Absolutely. You know, but so those are things that kind of help, I say, the soul and the spirit. And so any other things you would like to share, like where can people find your music? Well, you can find my music if you can spell my name and I'll say it again. Stacey Aziabe, A A. S-I-Y-A hyphen B-E-Y and I might add that I considered sort of having a different stage name to make it easier but that's my name so but I can be located on YouTube under the same name I have a music page on Facebook Stacey Asiabe Twitter which I don't use much but you can find my music there as well even LinkedIn is there so, um, I assume yeah, you can check me out. Pages you, able- you can subscribe, and that way, when I'm I'm releasing new music, new videos, you will be notified. Okay. Are you selling anything on Apple uh, Music yet, or are yeah, you I have a couple music? of songs there that I um, produced a few years ago. One is called My Help, and one is titled Where Would I Be. Okay. And they were actually songs that were written for a short film, which I did a few years back. But okay. yes, Stacey and CMA, those songs would pop up if you wanted to purchase it. Apple, or if you're still using um, CD Baby, all of those um, digital distribution outlets, okay. those songs would be there. Okay, okay. So it sounds like you could just Google your name. And tell us about the name. So how did you get this name? Uh, what, say it again for me, Asia Bay. Asia Bay. Yes, I said Asia okay. Bay. Yes, it's my, I married into it. Okay. 
but yes, my husband's um, family, heritage name, um, little Asian Moroccan mix. So oh, that's okay. where it comes from. <laughs> okay. And you haven't had a chance to go to Morocco yet? Because that's a place Not I'd yet. love to go. We're going to have to visit there. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping to go. I hope when we ever get out of COVID uh, to go to Ethiopia. Yes. And I would like to go to Morocco to see what that's like. So yes. I love travel. That's Me one too. way I think of expanding our mind and our thinking. It also gives us a better, a greater, you know, appreciation, I think, for diversity. Absolutely. Well, it has been wonderful talking with you, Stacy. So I'm so glad all of you have come to think with us today. And any last words for the people? Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for thinking with me today. Okay. Thank so we you. will we will talk with you later. Okay, I have a thought that you have learned something that you can apply to your life today. So, Stacy, take it away. I have a thought. You will enjoy our very next guest as well. So look forward to our next guest. It's a surprise.